Hi friends, welcome back to Towards Eden, second week, <laughs> week two. Uh, so we'll just do like a little quick weekly catch up and yeah, how was your week Taylor? Busy. Work is just busy and then things happen and all I got to say is teach your children to be good employees, people. <laughs> That's really all I got to say. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, work's just been busy, so it's just one of those weeks, but um, yeah, it's fine. It's life. It's good. How are the kids, the husband? Oh, fine. <laughs> they're fine. I don't know. They're they're eating Halloween candy, and yeah, no, they're fine. Nothing exciting, really. They had a good Halloween. They got lots of candy. They are living their best sugar dosed up life. This will give me a new question for you. What's the dumbest, most annoying thing your husband did this week? He hasn't really annoyed me this week. That's a lie. He When? Did I text you? When he didn't pick the kids up. Oh, that was last week. That was That's what we're talking about. Was that last week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He fell asleep. He was... He was having a hard time going back to work after being off from surgery. And he uh, came home and fell asleep and briefly and forgot to, well, didn't forget, but he was sleeping when he was kids <laughs> up. But uh, no, he got them and it was fine. But that's a scary moment <laughs> to take your calls to. You're like, uh, and he probably didn't answer his phone. No, he did. He answered oh, it right away. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, but yeah, no, it's just hard. So that's the worst. I, if you can't get a hold of him and then you're like, panicked like then I call you but now you work I know (laughs) hey Heather I need your help I know it's really that's like the hardest thing about working so far away from home yeah definitely it's just not being able to like control the situation (laughs) even like today like I was like oh like I wanted to like go like I needed to see Cooper like I just like felt better like I was like I can imagine like not being in the school like it's good that he's so close you know but um yeah anything else happened this week no it's been boring no like i don't know there's been honestly there's been nothing i don't even know what's happened honestly like i it's a whirlwind yeah i don't know how's your week uh pretty good um yeah it's like just so busy like this is abnormally busy for me though so like i am drowning in like mom life house life wife life work life like it is way busier than i've worked like been in years so yeah you're not used to working as much no not at all i love it i love 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 being back in the classroom but it's just like it it takes a while to learn like because like i know you're like me and you like like all the other projects so it takes a while to like learn like like to streamline, to streamline and what yeah. to, what you have to just say no to or what you have to minimize and yeah and I have like a decent balance right now like it's okay but I just um just like stuff like Jordan I got and I was kind of frustrated because I got home Monday last week after working I was like 11 30 my house was just trash and I was like like this can't happen like when you work full-time it's always trashed Hence my couch cushion across the room. Well, yeah, but, like, my husband's pretty helpful. Like, 
George doesn't like he's pretty good usually. So like for it to be that bad, I'm like, no, like it's not okay <laughs> for it. Like there's certain rooms that like the kids' bedrooms or like the clothes are like, but, like for like my whole entire house to be trashed. I'm like, yeah. Like, did you not do happens. anything? Like, like there's just days where like everyone's just tired and nothing's getting done. And I've had to learn too, like especially now like with all my health stuff, like I have to go to bed at a certain time like if I don't get eight hours of sleep like it is so detrimental to me so like I really just had to learn like okay it's like that time and I have to go to bed right now otherwise I'm not going to get my eight hours of sleep and if stuff's not done it's not done and that's just how it has to be yeah I just like don't like I'm working more than him right now so if he's home in the evening like he can tidy up at least like my living room like tidy the front hall tidy the living room and that's all I ask. Maybe he's and tired. I don't care. <laughs> he's not working in the evening. So he's like, if I was home and he was working in the evening, then it would be my responsibility to keep the house clean. But if he's home and I'm working in the evening, then that's his responsibility. Like, don't leave dinner on the kitchen table for till 11 o'clock. Like, till I get I don't home. Know, that's gross. Like, I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, yeah. Like, don't do, like, you need to clean up the kitchen table, you know? Like, anyways, yeah. So we're just trying to figure out our balance right now. And not our balance. I hate that. Our harmony right now. And figure out how to, like, harmony. Um, Why don't you like the word balance? uh, So I once heard this thing. It's on, like, Clubhouse. If anyone still listens to Clubhouse. But it talked about how when you like use the word balance, your life is never going to be evenly balanced. Like you think of a, what are those things called? Like a, a seesaw? No, like a pendulum or whatever. What are those things called? A seesaw? Or a seesaw. Yeah. Like if you think of like a, okay, a seesaw and you put like more on one side, like it's always going to be like up or down, but like it's never going to be even. So like you're always going to, it's always going to be up or down, but like a harmony is like everything just flows together and everything works well together. And I liked that like that just like so resonate. I'm like, I love that. I'm like, cause I've always said like balance and I'm like, things are never balanced, but like, yeah, okay. Everything's just flowing well right now. And like, we've got a good flow and like the harmony of things is just working. And I just like the way that. I'm going to build an episode around balance and harmony around the words. <laughs> Coming soon to, <laughs> towards Eden. I'm going to look into that more. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about kind of one of the, kind of one of the things that I know that really I've kind of had to, I think when I kind of saw it and realized it, I realized and learned it quickly, but it's definitely something that I think is deceiving a lot of Christian women right now. And it's the whole, um, Uh, it's a massive trending topic right now, Yeah, (laughs) like massive and like, um, any guesses before we like tell you, think about it. What's super trending right now? That's deceiving Christian woman. Are those our clues? Are we giving them clues? No, they can't talk back to us. I know. You still think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, so today we're talking about... Uh, We're going to talk about the whole idea of loving yourself and self-love and um, putting yourself first idea. Um, Yeah. So again, just kind of a super harmful mindset that's been really kind of mainstreamed and has really been kind of twisted and transformed to be this really deceptive lie um, where um, 
it's kind of seen as the key that you have to love yourself in order to love others and love God. Um, Cause as long as we're discontent with ourselves, we're not able to devote ourselves to God, which so twisted and backwards, but so to define what we're talking about when we say self-love, this is like an actual definition that I, I looked up. Um, so we're talking about an introspective prioritization of self aiming at a deeper love and acceptance of self. Um, so self-love yeah. seeks freedom from negative thoughts about oneself. Yeah. So it's essentially just that outlet, right? So you, we all have that, that inner voice. Um, where yeah just those negative thoughts and those like not even negative thoughts but the actuality of our nature (laughs) um that we see and um you know those thoughts it's hard to kind of see those things about yourself so we everyone just kind of wants freedom from that wants to run away from that um but um yeah so again yeah so it's kind of seen as that way like we have to if we don't love ourselves we can't possibly fully love god or we can't possibly love like What's that saying that they tell you is like, they tell you this when you're a teenager, they tell you, you can't fully love a guy or love your husband until you love yourself. Yeah. Oh, I still hear that. Like (laughs) that's still like, like something that I see circle all the time. Yeah. So the philosophy of self-love is based on the idea that as humans, we are fundamentally good and lovable. And the Bible tells us that that is not true. We are not fundamentally good or lovable. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's just, it's our nature at, at our core. Like we, we're just not, we're, we're sinful by nature. So Ecclesiastes seven verse 20 says not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. There you go. <laughs> and Romans three ten says no one is righteous, not even one. So um, yeah, it's literally in the Bible. Like this isn't kind of just us being, um, negative or, you know, being downers on ourselves. This is just the reality. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get into a bit more, but it's just like, it's definitely something that we really have to just like, like realize that it's not a bad thing. Like, like self-love and love yourself, like that stuff shouldn't resonate with you if you are a Christian and if you have biblical beliefs and you know like that just really shouldn't resonate with you and um you know like we're not good and the bible talks about how we sin and there's just so much that biblical like that we'll get into that def- like really truly puts this like what's the word fact check or whatever like (laughs) um but like if you were to fact check the actual like what it is it's it won't pan out anyways continue all right that's (laughs) so um we should see the bad stuff when we look inwards like we need to have the humility and the wisdom to see that um it's you know humility is something Jesus wants us to have and I don't really know how to articulate it better than that but like we just we have to have the humility to understand that we without looking beyond ourselves to Christ there's very little to love um so if it's just about us and like we aren't lovable on our own Christ is what makes us lovable like we are not good on our own Christ is what makes us worthy and what he did like down the cross for us that's what makes us worthy of even having a relationship with God 
And like his grace is sufficient for us and his grace is there for us to fall into when we, you know, when we are feeling down on ourselves and when we are um, just struggling in these areas, because like he gives us the grace and he gives us everything we need to come out of that and to really look at, okay, well, like, why did I think that way? So like, you know, taking the time and like journaling or like whatever and be like, okay, like what what is going on right now and then you know like going to him and saying like okay like this is how I'm feeling but what do you say about me and looking at you know seeing the bad like I don't like the word like seeing the bad stuff because like I mean it's just a sin yeah like like just seeing like you know where what's the word I'm looking for like seeing our humanity (laughs) yeah Yeah, just like seeing like our our downfalls I guess like I guess anyways yeah yeah and I I literally wrote this as a weird concept because like thinking of the idea that like literally like besides like Christ in us there's like nothing lovable about us which is weird because like my friends love me my husband loves me and I have good qualities I swear but um so we're kind of talking like yeah like you have good outward qualities but like at our core, human nature is inherently selfish and sinful, and that's unlovable and unforgivable. But Christ made a way. So again, like we wouldn't even have a way or any sort of hope if it wasn't for Christ. Yeah. And I think that's where this whole concept really gets thrown because people are like, oh, well, I have to love myself. And if I don't love myself, then like my husband's not going to love me or like, this isn't going to love me. Or, you know, if I don't take the time away from my kids, like, I'm not going to, it's not going to fill my cup. My cup needs to be filled before. Oh, that whole concept of like filling your cup before you can fill others, you know? And it's like, like, it's just selfish. Like what a way, like living only for yourself is so like, and I've been there, like I've been in those kind of cycles where like just living for yourself and it's so unfulfilling. And so like, it's good in the moment or reward in the moment because like, you know, you had a long time or you got a massage or you got your nails done or whatever. And it's like, it, it's like that immediate gratification, but like, you're not pouring into your family. You're not doing anything. You're not like following the path God set out for you. You're not doing the things that God's instructing us to do. Um, like we kind of talked about yesterday like it like it's totally okay to go get your nails done it's totally totally okay to go get a massage like and like that's totally fine what's not okay with like the mentality is like the like thinking about it as your escape as your I need to fill myself I like putting the self in it Versus just, hey, you know, my back's sore. I gotta go get a massage. Yeah. You know, like there's a difference of that. Yeah. And there's definitely like a whole part two to this between the difference of like self, like being selfishly, like I need to fill my cup and this is about me and like taking care of your body (laughs) as a temple of Christ. Like that's a whole separate episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, like there's definitely a fine line there. And, um, but I think it's just that mindset of like, changing up that mindset of like sitting in that sitting in that I need to I need yeah I need I need I need I I always say this me mentality that so many people have like me 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 yeah and even just the idea like I know some people like I can't take care of my family unless I do this but like 
we know that we can do all things through Christ and like he gives us strength and he gives us infinitely more than all we could ask or imagine. So, um, that's not true. (laughs) Um, so God does not want us to accept ourselves as we are, but rather come to him for the sanctification that only he can give us. So this whole idea of sanctification is really something that I kind of got into over the summer. Um, So just kind of backing up that point is that God does not want us to accept ourselves, but come to him for sanctification. Um, We've got Ephesians 4.22, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Hello. (laughs) And then we have um, kind of our verse that we've largely based um, this whole kind of ministry around is Romans 12.2. Don't copy. This is a bit of a different translation than when we used last week, but don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, and the whole word sanctification, um, that is a confusing word. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a hard concept to kind of learn and figure out. Um, it's like one of those big Bible words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, I honestly, yeah, I never really, until I kind of got into it this past summer, I didn't really have any idea what it is. So the actual definition of sanctification is the action of making or declaring something holy. Yes. And then we have a, I have a really big passage of scripture here that talks about it. Um, do you want to read it or do you want me to? <laughs> uh, I'll read it. So okay. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Jesus Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he has planned for us along, long ago. Isn't that good? Yeah. I, I love Ephesians. I love Ephesians. Actually, I've been, I've been in Ephesians a lot lately. I love the last bit. But like it. that to me is like like I'm like teary eyed thinking about it. It's just like the stuff that like I've gone through over the last year, like this is just like so like I know guys like I've read this I don't know how many times. Um, but it's just like so like you like like if you don't hear the love of Jesus in that and what he wants for your life, like you need to go in and read through Ephesians and like sit and read this a couple times be, or a bunch of times 
because there's just so much in that 10 verses. Like God has saved you by his grace when you believed. Like how are we worthy of that? Yeah. And we're not. And I just love the whole, like that's what sanctification is, is like it's, we're not worthy of it, but it's ours because we, we we're followers of Christ. So it's not something that we can ever, ever earn. So like nothing we do, no amount of self-care or loving others are good, even just like good deeds that really just like gratify ourselves in some way. None of that is going to matter because like we are just sanctified. Um, God declares us holy when we accept him um, as our Lord and Savior. And even just like this whole concept of like salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Like how many people boast about things right now? And like if you're not – like you feel like there's such like – like I mean I doubt – I've definitely fallen in it. And like, you know, if I'm not posting on Instagram or I'm not like my house isn't perfect or like, you know, this whole thing of like your highlight reel, like that's like boasting. And like, you know, we're not supposed to be boastful (laughs) and we're not supposed to boast about anything, but like even like, you know, being Christians and like, I don't know, like it's just like such a crazy mindset like a change of where I was at previously like I don't know yeah and I think it also backs up the idea of like you know um the whole idea of like seeking for self-love is because we're trying to get away from these negative thoughts about ourselves but we don't have to dwell on negative thoughts because like we can know that we're inherently we're inherently is that the right word (laughs) we're inherently sinful by nature but God has declared us holy and the two can be true at the same time. Um, so searching for self-love may seem like the only way to get rid of feelings of guilt, shame, anger, and regret. And um, so 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5 says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will only love themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will oh, I lost my spot. Reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. So like it's okay. all in the Bible, guys. Like I, I don't even have words, like honestly. It's so funny how there's these large like, you know, it's not even just like these teeny tiny small verses that are hidden in scripture. It's these large chunks of scripture that talk about, you know, like God knew that we were gonna fall into these patterns in these times. And so this is exactly what we're seeing in society right now is just yeah, like people being boastful and proud and thinking they don't need God and thinking that they are God. Yeah. Or... And rebelling and being unloving and forgiving and you know slandering others. Yeah, um, just like all this stuff. No like, self-control. And put they will act religious. Like putting, you know, we were having a conversation about this earlier. Like you and I just like they will put that tagline on it as like I'm a Christian, but like there's so much such a need for like biblical discernment right now. Yeah. And one of the like our pastor is talking about meekness and like what is meekness and like how um I did a whole sermon about it. And it was just so good because it was talking about how like I don't think I have it in my phone. I think I wrote it in my journal. Uh, but it's just this concept that God doesn't want us to be loud. He wants us to be quiet and seeking him and 
you know, like looking to him first before, like we're not supposed to be shouting our humanity and shouting like my human rights and like shouting all these things, but like having a meekness to us that is quiet and humble and, you know, like. What is the beatitude? Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Is that that one or did I butcher that? Did I mix two? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We just did the beatitudes at church too. Um, I think that does sound kind of right though. It could be. I could be putting one with another, (laughs) but I think it's something like that. Um, But yeah, like, so there is this whole idea, like, you know, like we don't need to just walk around hating ourselves for the sake of, because I know I'm sinful. Um, Because like, again, like the two can be the same. The two can be true. Like we can know that we're sinful by nature, but also that we are sanctified and redeemed in Christ. So um, true self-love is accepting ourselves as redeemed people and knowing that none of it would be possible without God. Like it's not our, it's not us. <laughs> it's him. Um, good job, Taylor. Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Ha! Good girl. I got one. Good job. <laughs> um, sorry. I was looking at what, what was See that if I'm right. I said, No, I just, I thought it was, um, Oh, true self-love is accepting ourselves as redeemed people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to do, I think. <laughs> and it, it, is, it is hard to do. And I truly, 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 like, like, if it wasn't for seeking, like, like, either, whether it's car, like, rocking out to car worship, getting in your journal, like, whatever that might look like for you, like, literally being on your face with Jesus and saying, like, like, you know, like, getting real with him and just like having those conversations with him and prayer and your day to day. Like if there's anything that I'm doing that is not of you, like, like reveal it to me and using discernment and, you know, just really sitting there with him and being like, okay, God, like what's you, what's not you, where are you in this situation? And like, how can I like, just like really truly getting, real with him and realizing that he is with you every single step of the day. And, you know, like, I really don't think we can do this unless we are truly seeking his face. Like, like we have to realize like where he is in all of this to like, to get on the forefront with him and like realize like, like I know I did, I had to really sit there with him and be like, okay, God, like this is like what culture is doing right now. And like, this is everything that I'm seeing right now. But like, what, what, what does that mean? And like really wrestle with him about what that meant. And then, you know, like recognizing that like I am redeemed and he loves me and like speaking like his truths over me and his, like everything that he has for me versus everything the world has for me. And this, like we talked about last week, this whole um, affirmations and like this mm-hmm. whole, like it's all part of this too. Yeah. Like this whole thing of like, I am this, I am that, I am that, I am that because of him. And I am this because of him and through him, I can do this. And, you know, like just like really changing your mind to, those things and recognizing that we are redeemed because he loves us. And yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. And yeah, like all that's true, but like, it's hard, it's hard to do all that. Oh, so it's easier. Sure. Like it's hard to accept ourselves as redeemed people and to accept all it's hard to accept love for some reason, like God's love for some reason, for some reason, that's like the hardest, one of the hardest things in, to do. And that's why like accepting the worldly version of what self-love looks like is so much easier and why it's such a, a, a clever lie <laughs> that the devil kind of throws at us to sway us. Um, Cause when our attention is solely on ourselves, we fail to love God and we can't love others. Um, yeah, it's just kind of simple. When we, when our attention is solely on ourselves, we fail to love God and we cannot love others. And then, um, so there's another verse that I found here. So Matthew 22, 37. Sorry, 40. hold on. Just, I was just looking up the definition of redeemed because that's like a big word, I feel like. And like, what does that really mean? So what? Yeah, um, <laughs> so it says like to obtain, this is just like what Google, what does redeemed mean in the Bible? So to obtain the release or restoration of, as from captivity by paying ransom theology to deliver from sin and its consequences by means of a sacrifice offered for the sinner. So Jesus dying on the cross is literally what being redeemed means and how he did that for us. And like recognizing that the big, huge sacrifice that he made for mankind yeah, it's kind of it's not funny because it's like duh, but like everything comes back to like the cross. Yeah, <laughs> which the cross oh, crazy. Yeah. It's almost like that was intentional. <laughs> I feel like it's literally, literally like it literally is like a head smack. Like I feel like I could just do like that head smack emoji. Like duh, like yeah, the cross. Yeah, so, okay, so redeemed, so that's good. So now Matthew 22, 37 to 40 says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. But notice there's two commandments and none of them say love yourself. <laughs> really? It says love God, love others. That is what we were supposed to do. Okay, so funny story with this so this is a huge like thing that I've been like having to really learn and like I I guess it's really not that funny but anyways this is a huge thing that I had to learn is this whole like love your neighbor as yourself and like no really what they've done no matter what they've done no not even that just like just like like we should be loving others and we should be going out of our way for others and we should be you know, just like, like God just calls us to love. And like, I was at Freshman a thousand years ago. And I remember listening to this one girl give her testimony and she, and like, just, she was talking about calling and what like your calling was. And, um, you know, some people are called to missions and some people are called to the workplace and some people are called overseas or, you know, like whatever it might be. And, you know, being in a big church and like, around all these people with big, huge callings. Um, she was really wrestling with God saying like, okay, God, like what, what's my calling? Like, what is it? And, you know, he just like really spoke to her and just said, it's to love people and to do like just that, just love people. And she was a small group leader that I had um, over the years. And I, she was literally the most loving, kind hearted 
soft, like just, she was just like, like you wanted to soak up more of her because she just loved full heartedly. Like when you had conversations with her, when you were with her, like you left that conversation feeling so fulfilled and so loved and seen. And like, she couldn't do that. That wasn't her. Mm -hmm. That was God through her. And like, that was him in her life being as real and as like huge in her life that she was able to pour that into others. And like, like that was something that's, it's always resonated with me. And I actually, I've, I've asked her like, I don't know, 10 years later, I pulled out a journal and I just like, God really put that, that, uh, like I've listened to how many sermons, but God really put that one on my mind quite a few years ago. And ever since then, I was like, okay, like, it's okay to just love people. And like, that's enough of a calling that like, for like, that's, that's enough, you know, and it doesn't have to be this big, huge. Cause like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I, this is a whole nother, like I used to argue with God, like, where do you want me? What do you want me doing? Like, what is it? And, you know, even through motherhood right now, it's really been a matter of like going back to that. Your job is to love, like your calling right now is to love. And like, that's enough. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. that's it. And, but, you know, like he's the one that gives me the strength to love. And like, that's not me. Like, that's not my personality. That's not me that's him through me, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause that's also not easy to do. <laughs> what? That's it's also easy. not easy to do. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So only Jesus offers true hope from our sinful nature and feelings about ourselves. Um, the message of the gospel is the message of freedom from efforts to attempt to love our broken selves. And yeah, that's, um, yeah. yeah what, so what definitely. You yeah. So I guess kind of like, I was just kind of trying to talk quick through that, but um, I don't know. Like, I just have really like, I'm still like, this is something that obviously this is huge. It's on not something hearts. you just learn and you keep going with. Like, it's something that you have no. to remind yourself of daily. Like, yeah. And like, it's not a one and done lesson. No. And especially like, I think we talked about, you know, really being careful of what you let in mm-hmm. and like it's so easy to fall into this mentality and like um like really i don't know like it's a big struggle for me because of some of the stuff i went through and really feeling taken advantage of and um but it was like they were doing things that were um that they was like bringing themselves like self-gratification and like for themselves. And I'm going to do like having this mentality of I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get ahead. But I think it was like, I think in situations that sometimes everybody's on that. So when everybody's in a situation looking at like, what am I getting out of this? How am yes. I affected by this? That's where this all comes into play. Cause again, it's a, everyone you've got like three or four people where it's like me, 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 me. And there's no, yeah how am I serving like yeah there's just there's yeah it's not at all biblical and it's not there's no love there there's no yeah yeah so I think it's definitely just like had to be something that I mean you went through it too like of okay hold on (laughs) like what what where are we at right now and like just like really taking a step back and being like okay no like 
I can't sit in that. And like, that's not biblical. And like, that's not God's best for me. And that's not where I need to be. And like having that mentality of I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get ahead or hurt whoever or do whatever I need to do, step on whoever, um, whether it's your husband, whether it's friends, whether it's workplace, like whatever family, family. like if you have that mentality of like, I'm just going to do this because I need to do it for this. I just like, I really truly think that that was something that like, I never really had that mentality, but I definitely had that mentality put on me and like felt like I had been used. Well, and there's even the whole idea of like, I won't I say I never had that mentality. I definitely have like, there was, I don't know. There's even the whole mentality of like in like business and careers, like women are told like, don't spend time with your kids so that you can, you can build your business and get ahead and be successful. But in the end it's for your kids. But then you're missing on those moments and like realistically, like what are you serving? What does it matter? Like God doesn't care how successful your brand or your business is. God cares who you're loving and that you're loving others and you're loving him. Yeah. So really, again, like that's like you're sacrificing what he wants you to do, which is to raise your children and invest in your family to grow a business. That is, yes, like, and again, this is coming from a very career centric person, <laughs> me, who I love my career and I love to work and I worked very hard to get to where I am to make the money I make to provide for my family. And it makes a big difference for us, but that's not my calling. My calling is to love my family and to love them well and to love God and raise my kids up in God. And you just need to be aware of that. And I think that's yeah, kind of another area where it, like, especially in like the MLM culture, like that all gets twisted. Rachel Hollis and all that like yeah it all gets you just there. but like okay so another thing we haven't really touched on is the fact that that's the enemy the enemy like the enemy mm-hmm. is lingering waiting to prowl and like if we're not aware of that and like i think people are scared to talk about the devil and scared to talk that you know he's there and he is in the midst of everything you have going on that he's ready to come in and kill and destroy and you know, we really have to, you know, be on guard and stand firm in the truth and realize that Jesus, like we are redeemed. Jesus loves us. Jesus died on the cross. Like speaking those truths that like, and then not allowing the devil to come in and like take over in those situations. And understanding like that you're sanctified and redeemed is a big part of that too. The armor of God is like a really, really interesting study. And that's actually, I did an armor of God study with your mom. Yeah. (laughs) And that's actually what got me really into the whole idea of sanctification, helped me understand it. So I think that's definitely like a really good, good, like a possible series we have coming up. We will definitely talk about the armor of God at some point, but um, Yeah. yeah, again, just another really good, I think, yeah. Actually, Armor of God, maybe we should do sooner rather than later because that really just ties into all of this, like just being on guard for that and protecting ourselves against these worldly ideas like self-love and just being aware of it. And like, guys, we're not judging. Like, it's nothing like that, like at all. Like we have, we've... We deal with this daily. We deal with it daily, (laughs) but like we've wrestled with it and we've fallen into it. And like, when we say like we went through it, like honestly, like I, I... 
I struggled and like, you know, being a social media influencer, Taylor, even like Taylor with MLM, like we struggled through this and like, we like, you know, like reading these scriptures and like hearing, like, especially the, um, the one we talked about with Ephesians, yeah, the Ephesians, like, you know, like, it's just like, like God is just so good. And the fact that he can like pull me in day out and like really just like work on our hearts and work on our souls and like just really get us back to like where he wants us and realizing like he can pull us out of anything and you know I think I have this like huge like like emotional like connection maybe to like the fact that like he's healed me from anxiety and PTSD and like I've never struggled with anything before so the fact that like he loves me enough to like pull me out of whatever's got going on whether it is falling into this stuff or it's bigger or you know like whatever it might be like he can pull us out so quickly and you know just realizing that his love for me and his love for you is so big that when we truly do sit there and wrestle with him and be like okay god like where are we at right now and like what's going on and like just like really sit there with him and let him work in our lives like he wants to work in our lives he wants to show up he wants to show his goodness but we have to sit there and we have to get there with him and let him do that to be open and we have to be it's a relationship it's a two-way street like we can't just expect him to give all of it we have to give we have to be open and willing and talking and giving too and that's hard like sometimes like like especially right now like it's so hard to like find a second in my day to like sit down and journal right now like but I'm like okay no like I have to you know or you know somebody's just just throwing on being conscious of like making sure I throw on worship music and like sometimes he'll just speak through that and like just like speak in the silence and you know but I really just had to sit there and be like okay god like it's your way not mine Mm -hmm. I cannot be in control anymore definitely definitely um yeah we should probably wrap up because we could probably talk about this forever and spin off into a billion other subtopics but we're trying trying to stay true to (laughs) self-love here yeah but yeah so like we just we hope that you know maybe this spoke to you and you know if it is something that you've struggled with too like send us a message like we're here to chat and help you we'd love to pray with you we'd love to help you kind of walk through it if you want our notes from tonight just let us know the scriptures we reference um but guys like god is so good and he loves you so much he loves me he loves jay some days just kidding (laughs) me a little less than others according to (laughs) No, um, but he loves you so much, guys, and we just really truly want his best for your lives the same way. Yeah. You want to yeah. pray tonight? Oh, yeah, I can. Okay. <laughs> God, we just thank you for everyone listening to this tonight or today or whatever time I'm listening to this. <laughs> And we just ask um, your blessing over everybody and that you, we thank you for your sanctification and that you've redeemed us all through um, the incredible things you've done for us. We just ask that you would 
um, continue to work through us and each one of us individually as we daily go through this battle of hearing your voice and discerning what is good and what is of you. And um, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, friends, have a wonderful week. Thank if you, you need anything, we're here. Um, yeah. Talk soon. Bye, guys.